Hello, Marvelites who are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 578. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. And it's me, Agent of Black Friday, Lorraine Sink. Shopping, shopping, shopping. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Do you have a thing that you are eager to get this year? Can I tell you something very nerdy? (laughs) It's not nerdy, actually. It's very bland. (laughs) Is that... For so long, my number one thing that I've done since I've moved to New York, I'm originally from California. I don't handle the cold well. On Black Friday, every year, I buy a coat if I need one. And it's amazing because you can get a very fancy, very warm, perfect coat that will last you the whole year long or longer for a dollar. And that's my tradition. It's a simple little tradition, but it brings me joy. And then I buy a bunch of stuff for my friends and family that none of us need because happy holidays. (laughs) Yes, fair. This is the official Marvel podcast where we talk about what's happening this week in Marvel. We're going to talk a little bit about games, comics, movies, TV, whatever we're excited about. There's some cool stuff that we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, we have our holiday gift guide. If you're listening to this on the Friday after Thanksgiving in the United States, you know it's a big day for shopping the whole weekend long and then into the next week and and pretty much every day until the holidays. Plus, we're going to have very special guests from Marvel Studios' Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and a little a little sprinkling of news. So I think we should just, like, get into it. Lorraine, before we get into anything else, we got to talk about the biggest new release of the week. It is, of course, the latest piece of the MCU puzzle. It is the Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is streaming on Disney Plus now, starting, like, right freaking now. Everybody, you can all go watch it. Lorraine... How much fun is this? This is so fun. I can't wait for everybody to watch it. It's got everything you could ever want. It's got space travel, friendship, Kevin Bacon. It's just everything you could ever want from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Enjoy it with someone you love this holiday season. Might as well do it today because it's there for you. If you haven't watched it yet, it's all about the Guardians who are on a mission to make Christmas unforgettable for Quill. And so maybe they head to Earth in search of the perfect present. It is wacky. It is beautiful. It is sweet. There's a little bit of sadness in there. Like all good Christmas tales should make you very, very sad. At least it's that's true. That's how it works in my household. But it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. So much fun. Also, like a cool piece of character building and world building for the Guardians, especially because we've got Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 next year. I love this. I know. Get ready with that. And and also, you know, it's a James Gunn joint, so mm-hmm. there's going to be some great music. And we love a holiday song. So definitely go check it out. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. All right, let's keep it rolling for our PC players out there. Something we want to make sure y'all reminded about the release of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales on PC is here. It has happened. It is now available on PC. It has a slew of optimizations for your PC to make it the whole playthrough feel brand new. Lots of bells and whistles if you've got like an ultra wide monitor or you've got a a graphics card that can do all the ray tracing and all that good stuff you can find the game available now on steam in the epic game store if you go to marvel's twitch we did the live stream showing off some of the cool effects and features of this pc release so go check it out right now 
Now, of course, we are celebrating a whole bunch of stuff this week, but next week is another time to celebrate because we are looking at the release of Marvel's Midnight Suns on December 2nd. And before we get there, I want to make sure everybody is ready for the fourth live stream for the game. Marvel and Firaxis will broadcast the fourth and final live stream on Tuesday, November 29th, getting just right ahead of the launch of the game. We'll talk about the game's launch, give a sneak peek at a few more of the game's features. You know, these live streams have been full of cool details and, and lots of info in it. I've been talking to a couple of the other folks on the Marvel Digital team who are big gamers and we're getting excited for it. We want to get our hands on it. And somebody in the game's media got to play it a bunch of hours of it and they said, it's Fire Emblem, three houses, but with Marvel. And to me, that is like, wipe everything off this table. I need to play this game right now <laughs> because I put like a hundred hours into Fire Emblem Three Houses. It was one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. I'm very excited. There's a lot of fun stuff. Like the relationship stuff in Marvel's Midnight Suns is something I'm super keen to. If I don't get to be best friends with Magic, Ileana Rasputin, I will burn the entire game. Wow down i'm just saying that wow. right now okay anyway wow. that a lot of strong feelings it's very strong feelings so get ready bring your strong feelings to the stream again on tuesday november 29th to get ready for the launch of marvel's midnight suns on december 2nd next week and as Ryan mentioned, you know, this is the fourth installment. And if you haven't watched the first three, go back and watch them now. You can go do that right now. You can check out For Access Games on Twitch or Midnight Suns on YouTube for all of that sweet goodness. Also some sweet goodness. The Game Awards are here. Congrats to everybody at Marvel Games slash Second Dinner slash Newverse for the nomination of Marvel Snap. It just got here and it's already nominated for Best Mobile Game at the Game Awards. If you haven't played this game yet get it together and of course go vote at thegameawards.com super exciting i can't believe we're already getting into that award nom season it's real good i won three matches this morning and i was very excited i snapped the hell out of people it was terrific oh, wow so please let's go marvel snap vote it vote it vote it give it that love and of course you know we were just talking about marvel's midnight suns it is coming out after the cutoff date for the Game Awards. But hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about it once again this time next year. But for Marvel Snap, go vote at thegameawards.com. And speaking of award nominations, congratulations to Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on their Grammy nomination for Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella main titles you can watch the film on disney plus and get ready and hopefully we'll see the film get a grammy win for the music but listen just because it's a holiday week doesn't mean that you can't read your comics with every wednesday comes more joy ryan mm -hmm. what's on your pull list this merry holiday week yeah, over on Marvel's Pull List Podcast, the other show that I co-host where we talk about every new comic that comes out every week. We do a reading club. Our picks of the week for the new comics are Daredevil number five, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, The Silver Age number two, and X-Men number 17. Man, Miracle Man, so good. I'm so excited that more people are going to be able to read these issues and see them in this new format. And then Daredevil and X-Men are just like, I talk about it on the show, they're just bread and butter. 
meat and potatoes, good ass comics. They are just good stories, fun, great stuff with big highs, devastating moments, exciting stuff that pushes those stories forward. And they're not like big number ones or big anything. They're just like when you're reading your book and you're like, oh, I need the next issue right now. That's what you're getting out of Daredevil and X-Men this week. So it's really good. But I also want to give a special shout out to Amazing Spider-Man number 14. It's a really cool issue written by Zeb Wells. It's broken into four parts where each part is drawn by a different artist and there each part is a season. So it's, you know, spring, winter, fall, summer. But they're all about the introduction of this new character called Hollow's Eve, who she was designed by Ed McGinnis. And it's one of my favorite new mm. character designs, period. She's so cool looking. I can't wait to see cosplay for her. And so I'm giving that issue another pick because it's just really damn good. And then... On the Reading Club, where we dig into something on Marvel Unlimited, we brought on as guest chef and writer Paul Eschbach. He is the writer for our Test Kitchen Infinity comic series, which is so fun. It's cute. It's about Anna Amayama, who is a chef, and she gets recruited by Tony Stark to be his personal chef and goes through like being the chef of one of the biggest superheroes in the world and what goes on there. And she's got really cool relationships. If you haven't read Test Kitchen on Marvel Unlimited, please do it. It's really good. And there are mm. recipes in there that you can actually cook. Paul wrote all the recipes and artist EJ Sue depicted them with beautiful imagery. It's really incredible. We're going to uh, over here probably make the pork katsu torta that she does in the first issue. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the chef in the book talks about how you can do it with tofu if you wanted to, Lorraine. So you could even do mm -hmm. it. That's like a good Thanksgiving tip, too. Go on over and uh, let us know if you make any Thanksgiving test kitchen recipes. Yeah, there's a Thanksgiving issue of Test Kitchen that's out this week. We talk about oh, that yeah. a little bit. There is a recipe that involves leftover turkey and how you can turn hey, that now. into something really cool. So Test Kitchen is the gift that keeps giving check that out as we talk about that on marvel's pull list that series comes out every tuesday you can listen on the sirius xm app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts yeah and while you're looking for podcasts i highly recommend checking out the women of marvel podcast hosted by our pals anjali Rocher, ellie pyle and judy stevens and this season as you guys might remember is all about the power of mentorship. So this week's episode focuses on the women of Wakanda and the hosts get to talk with Aletha Martinez, who I love. She's so delightful. She's an artist who's worked on a bunch of Black Panther stories, including Black Panther World of Wakanda, which is all about the Dora Milaje. Great, great storyline there. I highly recommend, especially if you've seen a certain film, you might want to go read that again because it'll give you some jollies. And there's also a special visit from the queen herself, Queen Ramonda, a.k.a. actress Angela Bassett is also on the show. So you definitely want to check out this week. New episodes come out every Thursday. And of course, again, you can listen on the SiriusXM app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this, you can go listen to that. Highly recommend. All right, it is time for our This Week in Marvel 2022 Holiday Gift Guide Spectacular. Yeah, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 boop. This, 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 week in Marvel Gift Guide. We need bucks, bucks. Jingle your bucks. Tis the season. Thanks to bucks. Things to play with. Things to game with. 2022. Oh, 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 oh. 
we also have, there's a big gift guide over on marvel.com that everybody can check out. But this is a lot of stuff that Lorraine and I wanted to point out, things that we are excited for. And I uh, think everybody else who listens to the show probably will dig as well. And we put this into categories to help separate it a little bit. So let's start with things to play with. Yeah. First up, I have some stuff particularly for the kiddos in your life. If your little one loves Spidey and his amazing friends, there are some super cute toys from Jazzwares. They have a talking plush doll of the Spideys, as well as a web crawler car. There's a bunch of different kinds of cars. So if your kid is in that phase where they like to roll stuff all over the place. They're super cute. Highly recommend. Also in the Spider-Verse, Spider-Rex, the web chomping Spider-Rex from Hasbro. He's like a pretty large size Spider-Rex and his little mouth chomps. There's also some great Mech Strike toys that are some of the armored Avengers toys. They're really fun. They're also from Hasbro. Highly recommend both of those. Ooh, I might have to get that web chomping Spider-Rex. It's so cute. It's a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Spider-Man at the same time. Those are the things that Catherine loves more than anything. So, all right, that might be on my list. I wanted to toss out there, this is a big one, the Lego Sanctum Sanctorum. And it is $250 American, but it is super cool. 2,700 pieces. It's massive three stories fully um like 360 degrees it's a like a big project that you can put together with a bunch of people with kids family whoever your friends whatever you want to do but i was looking at it i was looking at the lego stuff and i was like this is rad there's lots of little features in it comes with a bunch of minifigs and all that stuff if you're a lego person boom also from hasbro and for the kitties there's a bunch of toys and wearables so there's nerf disc and dart launching toys for captain oh, america yeah. they're so cool captain america spidey iron man black panther lorraine there's a mjolnir that launches nerf darts like you're launching lightning oh yeah these are so fun and like they're a great way to you know have your kids get to do some sort of like role play Fun stuff where they get to feel like the superhero. They're super cute. Yeah. Um, again, I might have to get that Mjolnir for Catherine because she has she has like a plush Mjolnir that she likes to swing around the house with. So I may have to get her one that launches darts that we will then lose and I have to buy more darts for. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, another one that we also wanted to point out is the Marvel Superheroes pop-up book from Abrams. And it is elaborate to say the least it is really cool big pop-up book that the team at abrams have just released it's the first one that they've done for us at marvel and it is gorgeous it's full of little easter eggs and things you can play with i'm gonna sit down with Catherine and, and let her open it up and play with it i love this book i'm super duper excited to read it to some of my nieces and nephews this holiday season it's so great. Highly recommend. Check that out at Abrams, as Ryan said. Next up, we have stuff to game with. And as you know, I love me a tabletop game. I can't get enough. So I recommend the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game playtest book, which you can get right now. It's super cheap. I think it's like around 10 bucks American. Yeah. But also... What you can do if you want to make that a little bit bigger present is you get the playtest book and then you pre-order the game proper as well as the adventure book that are coming later on in the year. So it's a gift that keeps on giving throughout the year. I kind of love like a subscription box or something that kind of goes past the holiday season. Yeah. And I think this is a really fun way to do that. Mm, that's a good call. I did my first game recently where I was Wolverine 
and I just murdered the hell out of some Hydra guys. Like, I, I was like, <laughs> I cut him and he bleeds. And they were like, we're going to tone this down a little bit. I was like, I cut him and he bleeds. If I am role playing as Wolverine, there will be blood. I always knew that you would really love this. Oh, like, I loved it. Stuff because honestly, it, it allows you to be the chaotic, neutral person that you are. <laughs> Sometimes neutral, sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, it depends on the day. Yeah, it's mood dictated. <laughs> do you do narrator or are you more of a player? I like to be a player, but I also sometimes fall to being narrator just because I'm the person who will read the rules. <laughs> <laughs> also, the person who's the narrator is just the person who, who wants to play so bad they don't care if they get to play. <laughs> sometimes it's me. <laughs> I imagine you'd be a really good narrator. Your storytelling skills are so good. You're so smart and funny. Aww. Like I, you would make a really great campaign. I want to be able to, to throw chaos into a game that you've put together and see where we yeah. go. Yeah, we'll have to do that yeah. someday. That would be super fun. Definitely. Also a super fun one. Obviously, we've been talking about Marvel Midnight Suns. It comes out December 2nd. You can pre-order it right now and get ready to play it as soon as the holiday season hits. Highly recommend picking this up for the gamer in your life. It's going to be a banger. Honestly, my hype level for the game is now reaching like the highest level. So I hope everybody gets to play it and gets excited for it like us. But we also love board games. I wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that if you are a board game person, a board game family, board game community out there, you know that there's a bunch of them out there right now. Oh, yeah. There's Marvel Dice Throne. There's Smash Up Marvel. There's Marvel Mayhem, which is like a card fun party game. There's a whole bunch of options out there for you. So go check those out. I think I'm starting to like build a collection of board games here at the house. So when Catherine, as she grows older, we have a lot of things right now. It's just Jenga and Connect Four. And so like she doesn't know the rules of Connect Four and Jenga. We build it and she immediately knocks it over. So we're getting there. But still, wow, she's your kid, eh? A hundred percent. It's great. Also, I also wanted to toss out Monopoly. There's a new one, the Marvel Studios Black Panther Wakanda Forever version of Monopoly. We've had several versions of Marvel-inspired Monopoly out there from Hasbro, but here's the brand new one. So can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that for sure. Lots of good ways to play, but also let's give you guys some stuff to watch. First and foremost, listen, if you're not subscribed to Disney Plus, you're missing a large part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I mean, there are so many wonderful series, not to mention so many Marvel Studios films that are available on Disney Plus, not to mention <laughs> the whole rest of the Disney catalog that's available there. There's a bunch of special content that you can't get anywhere else, like Marvel Studios Assembled, where they talk about the making of the different films and series as well as some of those Marvel Studios one-shots that have come out through the years. So if you have not yet subscribed, it's a wonderful gift. Sign up for a year, get it going, get that family plan, share it together. It's a great gift for your whole family to share together. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, if you like having physical media, we got you covered there. There's the latest releases, Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on DVD and Blu-ray, and Marvel Studios, Thor, Love and Thunder on DVD and Blu-ray, with all the special features for all those, the tracks and, and behind-the-scenes stuff that you could hope for and want. Those are available. Those are always good to have. I'm about to put most of my physical media, my discs, Blu-rays and DVDs and even games into books, into like, you know, the, the old binders. Oh, yeah. That we used to use for CDs. I, I'm going to start doing that for all my, just to like consolidate them because they're just like in shelves right now, like in cabinets. Might as well just put them in a book. 
but then I can I can get to them and I know where they are. I can catalog them. Oh, I'm so excited to catalog things. Lorraine, you have no idea. A joy. It's also a joy. Maybe you just want some clothes for the holidays. Lorraine, what do we got? Well, first and foremost, I always like to shout out Her Universe. They now make stuff that's all gender and non-gender specific clothing, which is just fabulous. But I love Her Universe, especially as a woman, because they have a lot of stuff that is cut in more feminine styles that it's sometimes harder to find because we know, listen, we can find an extra large tee. And I love an extra large tee that is like cut like a box. But sometimes it's just <laughs> nice to have something that fits your body like the way you want it to. So I highly recommend Her Universe. And also you can find a lot of Her Universe stuff at Hot Topic. They also have so much great stuff right now for the holidays. They have great hoodies, cardigans, accessories, dresses, shoes, like all kinds of stuff. It's sort of seemingly endless, the kinds of things you can find for every character that you could ever think of. So I highly recommend going and checking them out and finding what you're looking for specifically. I know right now they have a bunch of great new Scarlet Witch stuff that just dropped, which is super cute and I want it all. Also, if you're looking for basically anything ever that is Marvel (laughs) or Disney for that matter, I highly recommend checking out Shop Disney. If you haven't already, go to shopdisney.com. I mean, they sell a lot of stuff from different licensees, but they have clothing, accessories, toys, items, just like everything you could think of that is Marvel, Disney, as well as, you know, Star Wars, who are also part of Disney. Just tons of cool stuff. And they have a lot of great stuff for the holidays specifically as well. So definitely shop Disney. Yeah. You know, I was looking around for some cool stuff. And another place that I wanted a shout out is Heroes and Villains. Oh, yeah. They have so much cool Marvel stuff. It's ridiculous Mm -hmm. when you go to their their marvel section there's a 90s morbius t-shirt it's like the cover from the 90s morbius the living vampire number one i was like we made that somebody made that god bless us everyone there is a japanese (laughs) spider-man beanie they have a whole series of japanese spider-man t-shirts like uh, t-shirts hoodies all kinds of stuff there's several spider-ham items that you can wear they have like money clip wallets they have hats they have jackets they have hoodies they have joggers they have loungewear they have all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff right now a lot of it is on sale honestly heroes and villains is like a really cool like edgier brand that does marvel stuff which i really love heck yeah also wanted to shout out actively black we had talked about actively black recently they have a really great line of marvel studios black panther wakanda forever inspired stuff so check them out as well yeah okay we're moving on to things to collect Obviously, every casual collector in the world knows you got to get a Funko Pop. Funko Pops are the best. And right now, I highly recommend the Funko Pops inspired by Marvel Studios, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. There are so many that are just really fabulous uh, that are just coming out right now. And plus, you can get like a Funko Pop of Namor get to it. You know, like there's so much good stuff. Also a big shout out to 100% Soft and their cutie cute emoji pins. I always think these are really fun because, you know, I think sometimes we think, oh, stuff to collect. It's got to be like a big premium statue. And then we have a lot of people who do amazing big premium statues from, you know, Sideshow Collectibles and Diamond Select and Kotobukiya that are all super amazing. But I also love, you know, it's fun to also have little collections that you can not have to drop $500 on sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I think there's a great way that you can definitely go check out all of those awesome statues from those folks, but you can also collect in like little ways where you can pick them up here and there. Heck yeah. I also got a shout out. We talked about Hasbro earlier for stuff to play with, but also 
for the collectors. How about some Marvel Legends? You can play with them, but you also you probably want to display them too. And there's mm-hmm. a ton of great stuff that they released this year. The Mojo, there's two different ways you can get Mojo. You get Mojo by himself or the Mojoverse box set, which comes with like Longshot and the little X-Babies Wolverine. It's so cool. There's mm-hmm. a ton of the 90s X-Men animated figures that come in the VHS box. Mystique, Sinister, Wolverine, Storm, Jean Grey. Those are really, really gorgeous. The Sinister one is impeccable i have him over on a shelf over here there's the tesseract like the actual full-size role-play tesseract that can go alongside like your mjolnir or your captain america shield whatever you have and it comes with a loki figure which is rad the apocalypse marvel legend is so good i need to get that one um (laughs) there's a ton 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 of marvel legends that they released this year and so go check those out you can go to hasbropulse.com for those or like everywhere to get Marvel Legends? Everywhere. Stores. <laughs> yeah, every, go to your everywhere stores. Yeah, you get it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of everywhere stores, let's talk about stuff to read. And I want to start with, obviously, listen, why not just go for the whole kitten caboodle? And of course, that means going to Marvel Unlimited and getting someone you love a subscription. The simple fact is, is it's 30,000 comics and counting now. It's so many comics. New stuff is being added all of the time. If you read comics regularly or even like semi-regularly, this is an absolute steal bargain. You can pay for a year up front and get somebody a really nice subscription. It's something you can use all year long, but it's just the gift that keeps on giving. And it's such a great way to read comics, especially there are just so many back issues that are so hard to find. It's so near impossible to pick up. And you could just sit down and be like, I think I'm going to read like 200 issues of old Avengers comics. And you can do that. It's perfection. One of the things that we've talked about a bunch on the on the show here is Marvel Anatomy, a scientific study of the superhuman, as Lorraine likes to say all the time. It's all about them butts and knees. Yep. It teaches you all about butts and knees. We need a t-shirt that just says butts and knees. And so Marvel Anatomy, it is a big book, like physically big. It is hefty. It is a beautiful book, something you're going to want to go to again and again. It's a good price point for someone you want to give them a really nice gift. It is truly like top tier gift for this year from us. Like this, if we had to pick a couple of things, this would be for both of us, I think, right at the top. Like Marvel Anatomy is the one to get and give. Yeah, it's super cool. I also want to give a big shout out to some folks that are doing some really great premium books. If you want to get some collections of really premium prints of older comics, Penguin Random House is doing some great collections based on characters like Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Panther. Abrams is also doing some similar style collections of old reprints of comics in beautiful format as well as a lot of other really phenomenal books, including that pop-up book that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And of course, Toshin does the biggest and maybe beefiest books that we make. I have one of the recent Spider-Man editions of Toshin's book, and it is literally bigger than my torso, and I'm Um, (laughs) 5'9". So it is is not a small book. So if you're looking for like a really premium, beautiful, big, beefy book, I highly recommend checking out all three of those retailers because they're really phenomenal. Yeah, of course. Tons of Marvel comics that came out this year. I tried to think about stuff that mostly was released this year, mostly like collections. Of course, there's a ton of stuff, and we talked about Marvel Unlimited, but if you just want some books to get, Fantastic Four Full Circle is an original graphic novel written and drawn by Alex Ross, the legend, 
and it is great. That is also from our friends at Abrams Comic Arts and Marvel. So that one's a really good one. Miracle Man, we have the new series going on, but we have some collections, some omnibuses, different things that you can get into. I promise you, Miracle Man is really top tier comics. You're going to want to read it. Mm -hmm. If you're all excited about Namor... There's a Mighty Marvel Masterworks for Namor the Submariner, which is some classic, classic stuff I think everyone should read. Oh, yeah. There's an Ultimates Omnibus out that just came out recently that is Ultimates 1 and Ultimates 2, which is a great reimagining of The Avengers by writer Mark Miller and artist Brian Hitch. Truly, it's special comics. These are great. These are now, gosh, 20 years old, but they feel very fresh, very influential on the direction for comics as a whole. If you've never read Ultimates, now's the time. If you are into X-Men stuff, there's a ton of great X-Men books out there. There's the X-Men by Jerry Duggan. I think there's two collections out right now. There's a really good X-Men Red by Al Ewing. Volume one just came out and mm. ooh, Chef's Kiss. That's so good. It is got some of my favorite X-Men moments of the year in there. The War of the Realms omnibus just came out, and that is one of my favorite Marvel stories of all time. And Ryan's it is, got a tattoo of it. I've got a tattoo of it. That's right. The print edition is big and beautiful and packed. It's great. Stuff. Yeah. It's really great. Man, that Valkyrie scene still gets oh me. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bad day for Valkyries in that book. Oh. Of course, we have the Strange Academy First Class Collection, which is- So good. It's, it's so good. Scotty Young and Humberto Ramos, it is- kind of perfect for all ages if you've got someone who's maybe in their teens mm -hmm. it's great it's like a magic school strange academy is is our magic school and there's a lot of drama and chaos and cool stuff going on in there yeah. so this really covers that first bunch of stories it's very good we put out a new collection for illuminati new avengers which i feel oh, good stuff it's great stuff and I think everybody got excited about the idea of the Illuminati this year. It's a great book to check out. There's How to Read Comics the Marvel Way, which is just super fun, especially if you have someone who's not a big Marvel fan in your life or just doesn't read a lot of comics. You want to say, hey, this is this is a cool like introduction to reading comics. It's really fun. We had a big crossover this year called Devil's Reign. So there's the Devil's Reign main storyline. There's Devil's Reign X-Men, which is really wonderful jerry duggan and art by phil noto and has this beautiful scene with a young emma frost and a young peter parker where she reads his mind in a moment and she sees what he's gone through and she like has this beautiful oh, moment yes of, i remember this moment oh, breaks your heart so devastating oh, yeah <laughs> It's really sweet. In a good way. In a very good way. Very good way. So there's that. We've got Eternals, which has been really great comics by Kieran Gillen and a bunch of mm -hmm. amazing collaborators. We have those collected right now. There's two more omnibuses I want to point out. Doctor Doom, the Book of Doom omnibus, because it's like nice. 500 pages of Doom up in your face. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> And then Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi Coates Omnibus, which covers all of the Black Panther stories written by Ta-Nehisi Coates and is to put them all in one big way. It is tremendous, 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 tremendous. Oh, man. Holy moly. That's a whole bunch of stuff to read. And that is not quite the end of our to read section because we wanted to do a whole subsection of things to read that are all things Black Panther. Obviously, we love some Black Panther. We're loving Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda forever. And there's some really wonderful stuff to keep the love of Wakanda going and some really fun ways to explore it. I think first up, something that I just think is super fun is there's a Black Panther Wakanda cookbook from Insight Editions. Super duper cute, like 
I just think this is such a fun way to experience what Wakanda might be like yeah. and the culture. Also, I don't know about you, but like at the end of the film, this is not a spoiler of Marvel Studios, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. There's like a moment where you just see people like eating in a restaurant. And I was like, I want to eat. There. Yeah, they're like cooking on a grill. So and I was much. like, oh, give me that. Uh, give me that. <laughs> I bet it tastes so good. Uh, so get a little taste of Wakanda with a Wakanda cookbook. <laughs> There's also, Lorraine, you talked about earlier, the Penguin Classics line. There are the hardcover and softcover versions of the Black Panther release from Penguin Classics, which is really cool. It includes a bunch of crucial Black Panther stories specifically curated with a lot of commentary and cultural context around them. So it's gives you all the great comics, but then also gives you something to expand your understanding of them around, which is tremendous. Also, you know, these are some bigger and beefier books that we have here. But also, if you want some little books, they have a light up Black Panther book of running press minis. And they are little tiny small books that are light up, super fun. I think these would be great for kids and also great for the collector who is limited on space. Also, a fun book that I'm really excited about is the Black Panther Wakanda Atlas. If you guys have not spent much time, especially around the Ta-Nehisi Coates run, they did a lot of work on like building the map of Wakanda and all the different tribes and areas and really expanding that in an interesting way. And you can definitely learn a lot about Wakanda and its culture and its people by checking out the Atlas. There's a really cool book called Marvel Studios Black Panther Dreams of Wakanda Creators, Writers, and Comics Legends on the Impact of Marvel Studios Black Panther. And it's a bunch of really great essays about what that film has meant to them, meant to the world, to culture, how, you know, it changed things in a lot of ways and, and taught a lot of stuff like how it changes the way we think about stuff in the classroom, the music of Black Panther, the effect that it has had on popular culture. There's a lot of really interesting essays in here from a wide variety of people. So that one, I think, is really, really cool. Love that. There is a wonderful Black Panther Protectors of Wakanda book that is all about the Dora Milaje, written by a friend of ours, Caramel Horn, who's a wonderful journalist and she's just awesome she's she's one cool lady and the book is from becker and mayer and if you want to learn all about the dora milaje definitely pick up this book i think this would be such a great gift for especially a lady in your life that loves powerful women i think this is so cool yeah if you are an aspiring comic creator or just a writer or just someone who's into the craft of how comics are made black panther script to page is Amazing. It's called Black Panther Script to Page, The Art and Craft of Writing Comics, and it actually is an official behind-the-scenes look at making comics with scripts and commentary from Marvel Comics creators and editors. You've got scripts by Tanahasi Coates, Roxanne Gay, Brian Hill, Reginald Hudlin, Nnedi Okorafor, showing you how comics are made in a special way. This one comes from Titan. They've also done releases for Avengers and Spider-Man in this script to page line. These are amazing. I know a lot of people are curious what a Marvel script sometimes looks like, and they're not cookie cutter. Everybody writes their scripts a little oh, bit differently. Yeah. And so you can see how that works here and how each writer interacts with their collaborators. It's very cool stuff. 
Also, as a writer, this is my personal nightmare is to have someone see the iterations of my scripts. <laughs> also, if you have a gamer in your life, somebody who loves Marvel's Avengers, highly recommend checking out the Marvel's Avengers Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion Art of the Hidden Kingdom books from Titan Books. It's now available and it really looks into the art and the style of the game. I just think this is such a cool art book and a really fun way to get a gift for a gamer who maybe already has all of the games and has played all of the games <laughs> within the first week. You know, we, we've talked about the Black Panther stories by writer Tanahasi Coates. If you want maybe the cleanest, coolest way to present the first bunch of stories by Tanahasi Coates and artist Brian Stelfreeze, then Folio Society has Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet, a very special edition. It's like this beautiful slipcase version with gorgeous art. This is like the ultimate special edition. Folio Society does just tremendous releases. If you want the edition of this story, this is probably it. Yeah. We also have some great novels. So in 2022, we had a couple of new Black Panther novels that came out. We have Black Panther, Panther's Rage, which is a prose novel from Titan Books written by Sherry Renee Thomas, as well as Black Panther Tales of Wakanda, which is a collection of essays that are edited by Jesse J. Holland from Titan Books. A great read if you're looking for a novel and a new way to experience, you know, reading a Marvel story, I highly recommend. We talk about like sort of guidebooks or information books a lot and, and how important they are. I've known a lot of people who learn about Marvel first from, you know, they have a Marvel encyclopedia or or something like that. Well, there's two great ones for Black Panther. There's one, Black Panther, The Illustrated History of a King. That's from Inside Editions and a ton of Marvel Comics pages and covers and art and gives you some background and like gives the history of Black Panther and T'Challa and and the role of the King of Wakanda. So that one is really great. There's also Black Panther, The Ultimate Guide, which comes from DK and DK does a lot of these like guidebooks, right? And they, they really give you a sense of the world around it and give you details and stats and information, histories, biographies, all this stuff. Those are great. Like you want to put them on your shelf and every time you want to get some information, some canonical official information, you can look to these books. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of DK because I co-wrote a couple of books for them and they do really great comprehensive guides. So yeah. definitely check those out. There's also some great stuff for younger readers. We have a series of Black Panther books that are written by Ronald L. Smith, who we had on the show. Mm -hmm. He has three books out. I highly recommend all three. They're so delightful. There's Black Panther, The Young Prince, Black Panther Spellbound, and Black Panther Uprising, which just came out a couple months ago. They're all wonderful. They're great reads. I think probably pretty appropriate for like 10 or 11 and up. Depending on their reading level, there's nothing too scary in any of them, I don't think. But they're really just such sweet, fun reads. Also, as an adult, I highly enjoyed reading them. Yeah. Last week, we had on the creators of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, The Courage to Dream, which is a beautiful new picture book introducing a new character into the Wakandan mythos. It ties into the film in, in some cool ways. It has a great sequence with M'Baku. It is just gorgeous and beautiful. It is like if you've got someone who's a little bit younger and you want to give them something beautiful to read with them, then I think The Courage to Dream is definitely something we recommend. We've talked about it extensively. But also, there's another great book that is an interesting one. There's the Black Panther Journal, Do One Empowering Thing Every Day. So it's a full journal 
or a journal if you are a Wet Hot American Summer fan. It's a journal that every day you have like the, the open two pages, right? And on one page might give you some information about the Black Panther, about Wakanda or something like that. And then you can learn some things. It may give you some things to think about, like breathe in power, breathe in through your nose while writing one, two, three, and four on this page. Like things that can like help center you and think about things. Also like ways for you to think about your goals. I I know a lot of people use journals in really great ways. So this might be an extra special way for you to dig into that. Also on the list for younger readers, there is some great stuff featuring Shuri. There's three books actually written by Nick Stone, a Black Panther novel, Shuri, a Black Panther novel, Shuri, The Vanished, and then a Black Panther novel, Shuri, Symbiosis, which you might guess has some symbiote action in it. They're all from Scholastic. They're all available now. They're all really delightful. Highly recommend. We also have a couple of golden books, which, you know, if you've got a little kiddo, you probably have some golden books around, but there are some Black Panther golden books. There's just the Black Panther little golden book, Black Panther Warriors of Wakanda little golden book, and Black Panther Shuri is Brave little golden book. Check those out. The hits keep on coming because we still got a few more for some kiddos. The My Mighty Marvel First Book, Black Panther. These are all fun reads for little ones. We love a My First kind of book. There's a Black Panther Wakanda Forever book from DK for kids, as well as Shuri and T'Challa Into the Heartlands, which we also have talked about a bit on the show here. It's from Scholastic. It's a graphic novel for kids. It's super sweet, super fun. A really delightful way to get your kids into comics that are age appropriate for them. Yeah. And then a couple more regular comic releases from us, which you, you know, if you want to go to your local comic shop, ask for Black Panther Legends, which is a recent release. It's uh, a story about a younger T'Challa. There's Black Panther World of Black Panther, the Omnibus, which covers a whole bunch of stories. The Black Panther Volume 1, The Long Shadow, which is the first collection of the current Black Panther series written by John Ridley, which has been really good. And man, it's just putting T'Challa through his paces on that one and then the marvel vs black panther trade paperback has a bunch of variety of different comics and stories in there and then black panther the saga of shuri and t'challa lots and lots of black panther stuff everybody but you know what hopefully that whet your whistle because now we have some interviews with folks from marvel studios black panther wakanda forever First up, director and co-writer of the film, Ryan Coogler. He's talking with Marvel.com editor Rachel Page, friend of the show, all about the film. So enjoy. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hello. Doing well. I am excited to talk about All Think Black Panther. I will say I've seen it three times already. I keep crying more and more each time. Oh, my so God. <laughs> sobbing by the end of it now. How are Wakanda and Telecon alike, and how are they different? It's a great question. They are alike in that they thrived in isolation while intense colonization was happening on their periphery. They're alike in in having a lot of pride in their culture, a sense of love for tradition and their heritage, while forging a way forward through science and technology. And they are alike in that they are very distrustful of outsiders for good reason. They have one fundamental difference, I think, that is important for how Namor sees the Wakandans in that Tyler Canil's history, there was a period where they had to move for their own safety 
they had to move to survive and migrate, so to speak, and give something up uh, along the way in order to survive. And, and Wakanda historically never had to do that. They were able to stay put and protect themselves. So I think that that, that difference is a big part of the conflict between the characters and between the two countries. What do you hope fans take away from this film? Uh, <laughs> I hope fans just have a good time at the movies. You know, like, like it's, it's the truth. Like, um, I hope they have a good time at the movies. I hope they watch the film and, and they're not bored. You know, they're they, they getting, they getting taken for a, a wild ride. I hope they feel like they watched something that was worth their time and anticipation. And I hope that uh, they walk out of there like standing taller and feeling deeper. You know, you know, if that makes sense. I hope that the film sticks with them for days after. In a nutshell, like like I think I hope that that the audience feels the the love that we have for our friend and why we love them. Not just that we love them, but why. And I think if we succeed in terms of that, then the themes of the film are true. The fact that somebody, even though somebody can, can be gone in the physical sense, you know, they're not truly gone. What was your favorite character team up to direct in the film? Probably a combination of, I mean, so many, so many, <laughs> so many good scenes between characters from my perspective that I enjoy directing, you know, and, 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 and I can still watch after seeing the movie, you know, hundreds of times and, and I still find joy in it. I think, I think Mbaku and Shuri scenes hit close to home for me just because I know like that, like I'm able to see like Shuri's journey. You know, these are two characters that the first time they met was at Warrior Falls in Black Panther 1. So the first time she ever saw Jabari for the first time was the day that Mbaku walked out and challenged her brother and tried to kill her brother right in front of her, you know? So like, could you imagine that meeting somebody for the first time like that, you know? And then she was also there when Mbaku saved her brother. So that was our first two times meeting the guy, you know, like like these these two wild extremes. And to see, to see how that relationship grows and, and where it's left at at the end of this movie, with all spoilers, I get like a, a great sense of joy out of watching those two performers interact. And I think that to you, Shuri again, like Shuri scenes with more, those scenes are, are really cool and really strong because they are actors from different parts of the world. Tish was born in, in, in Guyana, which is not far from Mexico, but... You know, they're from two different parts of the world and their performing styles are actually very similar. They kind of speak the same acting language. So it was it was great to watch them work together and, and to watch like the chemistry, like the electricity between them. That electricity is kind of always kind of running on the same current. And now we have Wakanda, of course, but this movie introduces the whole new world of Talacon. And you, along with, of course, Ruth, the costume designer and Hannah, the production designer, you brought this whole yeah, and, 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 uh, and Autumn, Autumn, Autumn Dorado Arkapar, our cinematographer, who was joining us for the first time on this film, who shot Loki, and Jeffrey Bauman, our VFX supervisor. Yeah, it was like all hands on deck for Talakan. What was it like creating this brand new fictional city and inviting audiences in to see it? Yeah, yeah, creating Talakan was daunting. It was exhilarating. It was educational. It was a, an incredible gift. It made me feel like a child again. Like every kid, I used to want to be an astronaut. I think a part of it was like the, the idea of just of just like breaking free of gravity. That's what Talakan is. You know, like they they have a different they have different rules when it comes to gravity. They, you know, up can be down, down can be up, and that kind of uh, embracing of of the unknown, the darkness, the scary, the cold, making a home there. I thought was really interesting, and seeing how they were able to preserve their culture in a completely different environment. And it was challenging, man. Like speaking of Ruth, we would build these incredible costumes and we'll put them in the water and they just they totally changed. They wouldn't work, they'll fall apart, you know? <laughs> Hannah would, would, would build sets and then we'll submerge them. 
and and like the concrete was was like producing all these air bubbles, and then we couldn't shoot, so they had to they had to re rebuild it with particular type of concrete. You know, like it was a blessing of an exercise because it kept us fresh, it kept us on point. I had to learn how to how to swim, I had to learn how to free dive, just so I could direct it. It was great. What was it like putting all of that stuff and then the actors in the water tanks and then yelling action? Like, what was that process like? Exhilarating. You know, I'm, I'm from, you know, Oakland, California, man, Richmond, California. And like, you know, I didn't swim as much as I probably should have as a kid. <laughs> I grew up with a pretty healthy fear of water, you know. Uh, and uh, on this film, I got to conquer that fear. The tank kind of became like a safe space for me, you know, hold my breath and go down to the bottom of the tank in between setups and just kind of like, feel relaxed. And those those were days where everybody had to focus. It was it was it was brilliant. You know, we had this incredible aquatic team and stunt team and they took care of everybody and and, and, and you know when you're in there nobody's shouting. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's talking real, you know, real calm to you and you're doing collective breathe ups. It's just a different pace. But it's brilliant. I have heard that Tanach actually filmed an entire monologue underwater in yeah. the throne room. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, he he did, man. Like like <laughs> some of the stuff, some of the stuff that he and Mike Bill and Alex did on the movie was just insane. He performed a whole monologue in Mayan, which is not his native language, underwater, like ten feet underwater in that in that giant megalodon throne, and it was just for us to feel like what it would look like to see somebody actually speak underwater. He had this insane headdress on. I mean, it was bonkers. <laughs> yeah, what fun, man. What fun to, to, to be able to, to do something like that. We did a lot of things that were definitely cutting edge for me as a filmmaker. It was brilliant because like the script called for like all of our lead actors and supporting actors to get in the water at some point. Whether it was on a set, whether it was a full submersion into a tank, it was like a rite of passage for everybody. You know what I mean? Like it was great. Thank you so much for this. I love the movie. I'm excited oh, to see you. where all these Black Panther characters go next. Thank you. Thank you. Take take care. That was awesome. And now we've got a special treat because Lupita Nyong'o is joining us, who plays Nakia in the film and is a delight, is a true Marvel nerd. I don't know if you saw this, Ryan, a while back, but she went to San Diego Comic-Con dressed as the Pink Ranger and Amazing. nobody knew it was her. And she just had a wonderful time. Let's listen to that interview with her right now. I'm very excited to talk to you, Lupita. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I am good. So first question, where do we find your character at the beginning of the film? At the beginning of this film, we find Nakia in Haiti. She has grown a lot since the last time we saw her, been through a lot. What with the blip and people disappearing and coming back. She's moved to Haiti where she is doing work to rehabilitate and educate children there. Her priorities have shifted and sharpened, but she's still the one you want to call in your hour of need. If you could visit Wakanda, what location would you want to go to first? If I could visit Wakanda, I would want to go to Rivertown first. That's where Nakia is from. And when you see the renderings of this place, man, it's so beautiful. The homes are floating on water and it's so green and everything. The water irrigation system just looks really slick and it seems like verdant in, is the word I would use. And it seems like exactly the kind of place I'd want to be. What two characters from the film would you want to see team up? Ooh, I would want to see M'Baku and Namora team up. 
<laughs> I think that would be a fun. She's small and he's large, and they're both skilled, one on the water and one on land. One's good with ice. It would be a really cool duo. How does this movie show the evolution of Wakanda and its characters in the MCU? This movie shows the evolution of Wakanda and the characters in the MCU by going deeper into who, who these people are and how they've changed. We see how they've evolved. We see how Wakanda has changed also since it opened up to the rest of the world. There's new threats that they have to face and they're just bigger battles they have to fight in order to stay on top. What does Black Panther mean to you? Black Panther means legacy. It means representation. It means female empowerment. It means indigenous cultural celebration. It means the future I want to see. What are you most excited for fans to see in the movie? I'm excited for fans to visit Wakanda again. I'm excited for them to witness the growth of all the characters they have come to love. I'm excited for them to relate to the loss and also to feel the celebration and the hope that we hope to instill in them. Are you excited for wherever your character and the story of Wakanda goes next? You know, I could not have predicted where we would go in the second film. I have no idea where we go in another. And that is very exciting. This was amazing. Like I said, I loved the movie. I'm so excited to see what happens next in the Black Panther world and Wakanda. And thank you so much. Thank you. We've got to get on with the show because it's time for our community section, starting with talking about next week. We're going to have on the show Marvel's Midnight Suns creative director, Jake Solomon. Getting very excited about that. So for our question of the week for y'all this week, in the game, you can build friendships with the various members of the team. You've got Blade, Magic, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Iron Man, Nico, and more. So question is, which Midnight Suns member do you want your hunter, your player character, to be best friends forever with? If the answer Aww. is not magic, then you're wrong. <laughs> I want to be BFFs with Nico Minoru. Oh, yeah. I just feel like she'd be fun and like blood magic's cool. I don't know. As long as it's not my blood. So you can tweet your answers using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email them to twimpodcast at marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. Please make sure to tell us it is okay to read on the show. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I got to go get some leftovers. I'll, I'll be back when you're done with community. Sounds good. While Lorraine is getting tofurking stuffed with all the tofurky she can handle, I am going to let y'all in on the community section. All the answers we had for our question of the week last week, which was, what is a great Marvel gift to give or receive this upcoming holiday season? First up is a tweet from Jesse at Jess Peachy, who says, everyone loves a Funko Pop of their favorite character, or maybe a t-shirt to rock Marvel style. Good picks, Jesse. At 94 was a good year. All right, 94 was a good year. I was 13. Yeah, that was fine. It was fine. All right, 94 was a good year, says, the time stone to go forward in time and see all possible outcomes when shopping during the holidays. Ooh, I like that. That is definitely a misuse of the time stone, but I approve. At PDL Langford tweets, Kamoyo beads and T'Challa necklace would be the perfect gift to receive this holiday season. Good picks. 
Benjamin Spears at Spears Benjamin tweeted, I'd recommend the Infinity Gauntlet card game by Z-Man Games. It's under $20, works great at all player counts from two to six players, and is such a small package, it's a perfect stocking stuffer. Other good Marvel board games, Thanos Rising, Marvel Remix, and Marvel United. Yeah, more games for everyone. Thank you for those suggestions, Benjamin. Terry Ridavoy at Lord Stanley 52 tweets, a replica of Mjolnir would be awesome. Well, Terry, there are many replicas of Mjolnir you can get. Hasbro makes some great Marvel Legends style versions of Mjolnir, and there's been some like really high-end prop replicas that you can get out there. So I hope you get the hammer that you want this holiday season. Greg Himanitas at HimDaddy tweeted, Who wouldn't love an authentic metal replica of Captain America's shield? I mean, literally everyone wants one. Again, Marvel Legends makes a great Captain America shield. Couple of them, actually. Can't go wrong with that one. Terry and Nummer at NTerryA tweeted, I'd like a Defenders of the Diamond collaboration jersey and hat from Minor League Baseball Marvel in a Detroit Tigers affiliate design. Thank you. Terry, that is fantastic. So if anybody doesn't know, Marvel and Minor League Baseball have partnered for some really cool stuff over the next couple of years. And we have this Defenders of the Diamond collab where we're helping redesign and do some cool stuff, some merch, all that good stuff. I believe, Terry, that the Toledo Mud Hens and the Erie Sea Wolves are participating in this program because it's not every minor league team, although there are a ton of minor league teams out there. So maybe yours, you can go to milb.com slash events slash Marvel to get some information and to shop for some of those things. Caroline Cosplay at Caroline Cosplay says, Peach Momoko's Demon Days Japanese Treasury Edition coming out November 23rd. You can even get a signed copy if you buy through Trinity Comics. That's a great tip. A lot of retailers have signed versions or variant covers for different comics. Of course, a Treasury Edition of Peach's Demon Days comic is very exciting. Treasury Edition means it's a larger in size printing, so you really get to enjoy all the art. Great suggestion, Caroline. Super75 at Super75 tweeted, I highly recommend giving the Mighty Marvel Masterworks as gifts for the holidays. Lots of classic reading material and the smaller dimensions make them easy to carry around and the price is very affordable. My youngest daughter loves them. Great gifts. Ken Meezy TTV at Ken Meezy tweeted, Neo Chair's Marvel line of gaming chairs. Even if you're not a gamer, they're a super comfortable chair that would be perfect for a home office or just a conversation piece. Oh, Ken. Real talk, my chair will not stop going down, so when I adjust it, it just slowly goes down. I may have to look into this Neo chair line of Marvel chairs. All right, we've got an email from Joe Hoffman who says, Hello, and hope you all have a great Thanksgiving day with your family and friends. I'm very thankful that I have the opportunity to listen each week to your incredible podcast and write in to y'all, and it means a lot to me that my messages are well received by you all. I truly feel like you are a part of my family, and I wish you all the best this holiday season and beyond. He continues by saying, In answer to the question of the week, I think an awesome holiday gift would be a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. 
that would provide the recipient of this gift with the opportunity to read from thousands upon thousands of magnificent Marvel comics. And with a tablet or mobile phone, these comics are always just a click away, which I really love. I've definitely been enjoying deep diving into the Marvel archives, especially since I have great curators like Ryan Panagos and Jasmine Estrada on the Marvel's Pull List podcast to help me better navigate my way through all the Marvelist back issues. As for the second part of the question of the week, with regards to a gift for myself, I'd love to receive the superpower of being able to highly function without sleep or the need to rest. Oh, my God. If you can figure that out, Joe, you let me know. Joe says, there's just so much work that I need to get done before I can get my charity up and running, and it's hard for me to find the energy to get it all done as quickly as I would like. Maybe Doctor Strange, Nico Minoru, or Wiccan could cast a spell my way. Or maybe I could find some Terrigen Mist that I could walk through that would hopefully grant me the superpower. If y'all can think of a way I may be able to obtain the superpower, please let me know. Thanks in advance for any help you may be able to provide. Thank you, Joe. I wish you the best of luck in combating space and time. Andrew Nickerson at Andrew Nickers 19 says, I'd say access to Disney Plus. That way you can access all current Marvel at once. Boom, boom, boom. We suggested that one too. Great minds think alike. Tybon Traeger on Facebook says, hi, Twim Nation. I like that, Ty. Thank you. He says, hi, Twim Nation. I have been playing and loving Marvel Snap. I have a Squirrel Girl card and realized it looks a lot like Lorraine Sink, to me at least, and I was wondering if anyone else thought that, and if it was intentional. Lol. I'm a big fan, longtime listener, first-time writer. Thank you, Ty, for writing in for the first time. While Lorraine is rubbing sweet potatoes all over her face, as she does every Thanksgiving holiday and the days afterwards, I will say that I don't think it was intentional, but it is definitely something that we have all noticed. Lots of Squirrel Girl connections between Lorraine and Doreen. You know... They both have similar looks, and we never see them in the same place at the same time. Is Lorraine actually, a.k.a. Doreen Green Squirrel Girl? Hmm. We'll see. How'd it go? All right, Lorraine, how you feeling after all that meal? Ooh, full of stuffing. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for coming back and helping me wrap up the show, because this episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Zachary Goldberg, Isabel Robertson, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Panagos. Our senior manager of audio production and development is Brad Barton. Happy Thanksgiving, Brad. Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. And special thanks to Spider-Ham. I hope you had a turkey this year and not a Spider-Ham. Oh, <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And this is Marvel. Your universe. Jingle bell, jingle bell.